The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Gratitude goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, Marty Kraft joins host Terry Wilkie. Marty Kraft is a local man who has worked as a gardener, environmental educator, helper at Self for many years. Listeners may recall the last time Marty was on Eco Radio KC. Host Brent Ragsdale and Marty worked to create biochar. Biochar is a lightweight black residue made of carbon and ashes remaining after the oxygen-limited burning of biomass, which results in a form of charcoal. While Marty Kraft still makes and uses biochar for the gardens in which he works, he is now more involved with the making of Johnson Sioux Microbial Community Growth Center Special Compost. What is the Johnson Sioux composting method? Johnson Sioux Bioreactor is a new composting system developed that can achieve a much higher fungal to bacterial ratio compost with a very diverse microbe population. It is a no-turn composting procedure that has a short thermal phase followed by a worm composting phase. Marty is building a growth center and gardens all around the city and he will be on our program tonight to explain the ease of the installation and the outstanding positive impact of the compost on gardens. We are all in this together and it will take all of us to make the world safe for human habitation for millennia to come. We at Eco Radio are glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create a sustainable present for a sustainable future. Now, our show. Good evening. This is Terry Wilkie. Tonight on our show, Marty Kraft is going to be our guest. Marty Kraft is a local man who has worked as a gardener, environmental educator, and helper to himself and all others for many years. Listeners may recall the last time Marty was on Eco Radio KC, host Brent Ragsdale and Marty worked to create biochar. Biochar is the lightweight black residue made of carbon and ashes remaining after the carbon-limited burning of biomass, which results in a form of charcoal. While Marty Kraft still makes and uses biochar for the gardens in which he works, he is now more involved with the making of Johnson Sioux Microbial Community Growth Centers, a special compost. Healthy soil is teeming with life in the form of billions of microscopic soil organisms. A teaspoon of healthy soil can contain more soil organisms than there are people on Earth. 
The soil microorganisms found in healthier living soil have important functions including converting nutrients for plants, building soil structure, improving how soil absorbs water, and allowing soil to draw down and sequester more carbon. Welcome to Eco Radio, Marty. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Now then, how long have you left traditional composting? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know whether I've ever done anything traditional. <laughs> okay, well, let's go like this. When did you begin composting when you garden? Oh, I think I began as a child. Uh, my father had... You know, we had a garden, not much of one, and neither one of us tended it, so I, I lost interest fairly quickly. You didn't tend it. Did you produce any vegetables in this garden? We might have had a few tomatoes or something, but nothing I was too impressed with. Uh, this was in Missouri. Yeah, right? this, yeah. Okay, well, listeners should be aware I'm from Kansas, which is the beginning of the Great American Desert. And we have to do some work to get things to grow in Kansas. But Missouri, you guys are lucky. It well, rains. The, the state line is pretty close here. It's hard to tell, what, you know. And then there are pockets in Kansas that, that grow better, and, and there's pockets in Missouri that grow worse. Well, so then on your own, when did you plant your first garden? Was it just something you naturally did? Well, I was doing environmental education, and I was doing Earth Days. And um, uh, I began reflecting on the fact that people eat food three times a day. So there, there's a touch point where communication can happen about the Earth that has to do with food. Um, and so I kind of uh, moved into gardening, I don't know, 20 years ago and more. I don't know. Uh, I, it's hard for me to, I don't chronalize myself much. <laughs> well, so when you began gardening, you worked a plot. You turned over the dirt in your yard Yes. And what did you think? Did you just put seeds there and carry on? Or when did you think you needed to add things to the soil? Well, I thought I began to understand that the next year after I tilled the soil um, or the next or a couple years after, I got a couple years after uh, uh, turning over a lawn even, um, and uh, and then the, the crop begins to dwindle. So then you think, well, I better add something because I'm losing something uh, in the soil. You take the crops off and you don't put anything back. So then we, we start adding compost and then we think about uh, uh, cheeky dew or something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a fertilizer, high nitrogen chicken poop is basically what oh, it is. Oh, chicky poo. Yeah. Okay. That that had me. Listeners, Marty was looking at me like, uh, what? You, you don't speak English? Okay. Which is very good uh, fertilizer. Chickens. The oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's excellent. Excellent. It's nitrogen, excellent fertilizer. High, high nitrogen. So um, did you mulch? Yeah. 
I did mulch uh-huh. to to hold the moisture in. Uh huh. Uh huh. But but you know I've grown a lot and and through failure, <laughs> <laughs> mostly through failure. Well, okay. So you left your garden to go out and begin working in urban gardens. And what I found you doing these days are building these Johnson Sioux bioreactors in urban gardens all over Kansas City. Is this correct? Yes, yes. Well, uh, what I, I, I was fascinated by the idea of growing uh, fungal-rich compost. Uh, and I did that a little bit. Uh, but then I listened to some... Uh, uh, YouTube videos of Walter Yenny, J-E-H-N-E, and he talked a lot about the soil carbon sponge and how we could sequester carbon a lot easier, but it wasn't just the carbon that we were sequestering. We were building up the moisture in the soil, and and that fascinated me because he had a message of hope uh, uh, with the um, you know the climate crisis. So he was talking about uh, having the soil play its original part in uh, in the climate, uh, so that the the water evaporates from the soil and becomes clouds and comes back down and over and over again. Uh, in a, and before I guess I had only thought of the water blowing in from the Gulf or from the, the ocean, uh, and that would be the source of moisture. And, and yes, it is, but then that, that moisture goes up and down, up and down from the soil up into the clouds and back down again. And if we have a healthy, you know, farming, We've been ruining the soil for 10,000 years with our agriculture. Uh, the Fertile Crescent was once fertile, and it, it's pretty much desert right now. So, and we're, we're showing with, with good composting methods and, and, and the proper grazing of, of animals that we can make, we can take the deserts back, and it's happening as we speak. Well, that's one reason I always like to have you as a guest, Marty. You're, it's very encouraging to talk to you about the state of the world, but I'm going to back up for a minute here because you've already dropped the carbon bomb. Preparing for this interview, I went to Google and searched carbon for dummies because I don't quite understand why carbon is bad. And Carbon is one of the most important chemical elements, and on its own, it makes up only a fraction of Earth's crust, but it combines with other elements very easily to form substances called compounds. Carbon compounds make up 18% of all matter in living things. And then I gather the problem is that our current industrial model generates carbon and emits carbon into the air, which is trapped by 
the atmosphere and will not let the sun's heat. The sun heats the earth, and then the carbon trap will not let that heat dissipate. And so it's very hot and very disruptive to the climate. We've all seen that. Lately. Right. Yes. Uh -huh. More more heat is more energy is coming in than is going back out, and that energy when it strikes uh, like the the pavement, uh, you can feel it as you walk on it. Uh, it. It came down as light, and it wasn't hot, and then as it hit the dark pavement, it converted itself into, or it was converted into heat, and that heat radiated out. So, well, you've you've used some other big words, and one is sequestration. Now, is carbon sequestration the same as carbon capture? I would guess that that's what they mean. Um, sure. Okay. And and the reason that that carbon is really important is because it makes up all of life and the soil. You know the soil, the carbon, because it has four. It's it's it has a valence of four, which means it can it can grab mo other molecules on four different sites on it on the atom, and so it's it's incredibly important because it makes carbon chains, and we're a bunch of carbon chains, and all of life is a bunch of carbon chains, and so it's it's crucial. There w there wouldn't be life on on this planet, unless it was like silicon, which is another one. Well, we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, listeners, we'll pick up on the chemistry, the physics of it, where we left off. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. I'm Terry Wilkie, talking with Marty Kraft. Did you know your business or organization could be sponsoring this episode of Eco Radio KC? Learn more at kkfi.org slash marketing. If you or someone you know is suffering from thoughts of suicide, you can dial the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. This is a public service announcement of 90.1 FM KKFI. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Wesley Johnson is an Uber driver in San Francisco. For years, he picked up passengers in his Mercedes, and he spent a lot on fuel. I was spending like 1600 nothing less, a month for gas. Plus, he had to deal with the wear and tear on his car, which can be pricey. So when he heard that Uber and Hertz had partnered on a program to rent out electric vehicles to Uber drivers, Johnson was eager to give it a try. He's one of about 50,000 U.S. drivers who have rented a Tesla through the program since it launched two years ago. He says he pays less to rent the Tesla than he did on gas. He's saving on the cost of repairs and maintenance, and as an Uber driver, he gets a discount at some charging stations. The money part was just, it was a no-brainer for me. But the benefits of the program go beyond drivers' finances. Johnson says a lot of his passengers are excited to ride in an EV and curious for his thoughts on the car. And so they ask, give me some pointers about the car, tell me the pros and the cons, you know. And so, yeah, we have good conversation like that. 
So by getting more EVs on the road and giving people the chance to ride in one, the program could help more people decide to make the switch to a cleaner vehicle. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. I'm Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. Today our guest is Marty Kraft. In substance, Marty Kraft is a gardener and a great gardener and a gardener willing to share his time and knowledge with people in gardens all over the Kansas City area. And Marty, today on Eco Radio, we're going to put you out over the air and you're going to go completely around the world because we live stream. So, so good on you for being our guest. When we left off, we were talking about what the heck is carbon. I'm always confused because we're made of carbon. Carbon is everything. Yet too much carbon is bad. That's what... Well, okay. The carbon in the atmosphere as carbon dioxide is is forming a blanket uh, sort of uh and and what it does it the the heat radiation that comes back up after hitting pavement or roofs or whatever uh, it can't it it has more difficulty penetrating outward into space and so it means there's more heat uh, kept inside the the earth than is healthy for us now because we're getting up to the temperatures where human human habitation in some places now is very very difficult. Um, so so it's a, a carbon is a trap uh, the, in that sense. However, when you take that when the carbon dioxide comes down and and is is taken in by a plant, it. Um, it makes it sell, it makes it into sugar the, through photosynthesis, and that sugar is pumped into the ground. And when it's pumped into the ground, the microbes begin to eat the sugar because it's a food it's an energy source. And so, uh, it's important that you figure out how we can do what nature did and have a, a diversity of organisms there to begin taking. The, the sugars and and the the fungi some of the fungi the mycorrhizal fungi especially exude a glomalin which is a glue and this glue glues the soil particles together and it makes the soil spongy and so this soil carbon sponge holds water and that water is essential for photosynthesis to happen for the plants to grow for the plants to mm -hmm. grow mm -hmm. yeah they cannot grow so so when you have an abundant supply of water in the soil, photosynthesis can take place longer through a drought. Uh, Walter Yenny calls it the, the uh, longevity of green. So you want, the, you want the green happening all the time so that photosynthesis is drawing that carbon dioxide down and putting it in the soil. Well, I think that is very right, and I notice green all except when there's snow on the ground, and that snow doesn't often stay very long in the greater Kansas City area, so it doesn't take long. Snow has nitrogen in it, too, and 
grass is even greener after it snows on it. Have you noticed that, Marty? Well, sure. It's the I think it's the the moisture that's available. Well, sure, the moisture, yeah. And um, then I was going to say that our topic is composting, and unfortunately, not all soil is alive and healthy. So I challenge listeners to go out into their backyard and grab a handful of the dirt or soil and see, does it clump together? Is it rich? And uh, most of what we have around here is just dust. And it doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold seeds all the time. And things don't grow as successfully in it. So this is why a person composts, right, Marty? Well, that's that's what this whole method, this Johnson Sioux method, is about. It's uh, it's not just composting, but it's composting uh, in order to increase the fungal content of the soil. And so, and there, this is not the only method by which this can happen, but it's one that we can look at and we can make it in our own yards, and then we can inoculate seeds, and. Well, let's talk a little bit about the different methods of composting. I explained to you when we were preparing, as a gardener, I have used very traditional composting bins, one or two stalls where I put the used plant leaves, the stalks and leaves, in one, and then I turn it over into a middle one, and then I turn it over into an end one, and then I come back until what I'm left with is a soil-like consistency. Everything is broken down. And it is even very effective to use a chipper. So when you put leaves and stalks from your garden, you run it through a, a grinder at first step, put it in the grinder, and then it begins to, it gets hot, the, the mass of mm-hmm. plant material. And so that's composting because the heat kills the weed seeds, correct? Well, sure. Um, yes, the, the the heat does kill the weed seeds. Uh, the kind of compost that I'm talking about with the Johnson Sioux, uh, I just put leaves in the compost. Now, the heat does go up to a certain degree, maybe up to 100, maybe 110, but it doesn't go up to the high, uh, the high points that uh, are guaranteed to kill all the bacteria uh, or kill the, the, the bad bacteria, so to speak, uh, E. coli, perhaps. Uh, so, but over the long period of time, those, those potentially disease-causing bacteria Will, will evolve out because this process takes a year and, and uh, there, there's ascendancy of different populations of, of bacteria and then they diminish and then another one comes up and takes ascendancy. And so, so over the year, those, all, the, all the, the bacteria that are mostly um, anaerobic without air, they grow without air, those are mostly the disease-causing. And this, this compost is very aerobic. We have air tubes that are put, we put down into the 
into the leaves. And we, we form them around plastic tubes, and then we pull the, tu the tubes out on the second day because it, the, the pile we make is so wet that those, those, those little chimneys that are, are built down into the soil or down into the, a pallet beneath allow air to flow up through. So there's constant flow of air through it for a whole year, and we don't turn it. Uh, we leave it there, and it just keeps going down and down and down until you have this magnificent black stuff that is supposedly high in uh, in fungi. And you can test that. There's a little a, a little gizmo that I have on my phone that I can take a picture of, of after I after I put it in water and put it on a little target, and I click it with the, with the cell phone, and it bounces up to a, a satellite and comes right back to my phone and tells me the percentage of bacteria. Or, or the ratio of the, of the fungi to the bacteria. And we want a high ratio because that's what's in natural soils or what original natural soils. So it sounds complicated, but we'd have to know a little bit of science in order to get this done, you know? Well, it sounds very natural to me. It's com Life is complicated. <laughs> Yes. And uh, so the fungi are in our soils until we come along and break the soil structure by cutting it, as with the plow, and kill the soil organisms with our chemical use. Sure. And so what we're left with is just rock, really, rock dust, which doesn't grow anything very well. And so if people are interested in eating food, they're interested in building the soil so that they can enjoy the rewards of delicious, homegrown, fresh food. Yes, and that's, it's high density in, in, in uh, nutrition. Uh, if you if you have a good soil, it will create good food. Then you have good health. I believe you, Marty. My name is Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. I'm lucky tonight. I'm getting to talk with Marty Kraft, and he's telling us about a new method of compost generation called the Johnson Sioux Bioreactor. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about how to build one of these. Not a machine. It's a, it's a structure, though. We'll be right back. Hey, Maynard. How many of those extra cars or boats do you really need laying around? Your yard is starting to look like a junkyard. Did you know KKFI would take one or all of those vehicles, running or not? You could get rid of them, providing you have a title and KKFI would receive the funds, which would be a tax deduction for you. Call KKFI at 816-931-3122. Did you know that your smart speaker can play your favorite community radio station too? Just say, play KKFI to your smart speaker and stay tuned in to your favorite shows. The future is truly here. 
Here's a calendar for the week of November 20th. The Mid-America Regional Council and Climate Action KC are looking for new members to join the 24 to 26 cohort of the Climate and Environmental Council in the Greater Kansas City region. The membership of the CEC will include 25 to 30 individuals who collectively represent the Kansas City region with a diversity of viewpoints, backgrounds, and expertise. To be considered for the CEC membership, you must be a resident of Cass, Clay, Jackson, Platt, or Ray counties in Missouri, Johnson, Leavenworth, Miami, or Wyandotte counties in Kansas. Applications are due on Sunday, November 26th. For more information, please contact Karen Lawson at kclawson at mark.org or 816-701-8255. The Mid-America Regional Council was selected as a recipient of a Renew America's nonprofit grant to implement energy-efficient building upgrades for nonprofit organizations in the Kansas City region. The program's emphasis will be targeted to those nonprofit organizations serving disadvantaged populations and communities. Contact mark.org for more information. Share the Sun Low Income Solar Panel Opportunity. Share the Sun is a free solar energy program that helps low income KCMO residents reduce their energy bills. Eligible homeowners can receive a 10 panel, 4 kilowatt solar energy system with a 25 year warranty at no cost. To sign up, email solar at jerusalemfarm.org. This program continues through the end of the 2023 calendar year. Bridging the Gap has tree planting opportunities in November. Help us grow the Metro's tree canopy all month long. Register at bridgingthegap.org. Tuesday, November 21st at 6 p.m. at the Johnson County Extension Office, there's a local food systems community roundtable, an opportunity to share, listen, and learn about what's happening in your community around local foods. A light dinner will be provided as part of this event. To learn more and reserve your spot, visit the Eventbrite page. Thursday, November 23rd, elevate your Thanksgiving feast with local food. Discover where to find local turkeys, farmers markets, and wineries to create a delicious meal that champions the efforts of hardworking local growers and makers in the community. Check out the full list at greenabilitymagazine.com. KC Parks and Rec has plenty of opportunities to work off that Thanksgiving feast. Sunday, November 26th, 9 to 10.30, Camp Lake of the Woods, 9.30 to 11 a.m. at Indian Mound Overlook, or 9 to 11 a.m. at the Lakeside Nature Center. On Monday, the Paseo Boulevard Cleanup, 9.30 to 11 o'clock, meet at the 57th in Paseo. Registration is required. Go to kcparks.org and find volunteer under the Contacts tab. My name is Liz. Stay involved. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. This is Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. I'm talking with Marty Kraft. He's a gardener. And Marty, you hold workshops in the greater Kansas City area on how to build what we're talking about today, which are the Johnson Sioux Bioreactor Composting Units. Yeah. Do you call them units? Well, they're not a machine. No, I I've been wanting to call them uh microbial community living centers. <laughs> I because, love that. Yeah. Because I want to stress the life part rather than the the bioreactor sounds like a, a more of a science project or a, a chemical thing. 
And this is living, this is the living thing, this, this whole thing we're in. <laughs> well, now then, let's, I'm sure we have the listeners dying to hear how in the world to build this. So I have referenced a traditional compost structure, which is three bins, three three-sided boxes where you put your compost and turn it over into the next and turn it over to the next. Now, the Johnson Sioux is only one unit, correct? Correct. Yeah, I can... Uh, Tell us how to build it. Yeah, them. well, you, you start with a pallet on the bottom, and you drill six holes in the pallet, four-inch holes. Uh, and so... In a kind those, of a circular... In a circular manner. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> oh, I, I I always digress in my mind, and I have to. I, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm an anarchist, I guess. <laughs> um, so so there's a, a a circular hole so that so that the materials and basically they're just leaves. I don't do leaves and grass so much. If if there's a little bit of grass in there, that's fine. I'm uh, really disappointed so, to hear you say a person cannot put all their food waste into that compost. Well don't be disappointed. It's it it's just okay. It it it's a whole different way of doing it. Uh it's not it's not the kind of compost you take out and and, and Turn it every every so often. This is a static pile, and and you make it once. You've got these tubes that I I put plastic tubes in it to make it. Okay, and so the, you set a, a pallet on the ground. A pallet is on the ground. You cover that with landscape fabric. Right. You drill six four inch holes in it. Right. And then I put pl- those plastic tubes. Terrible plastic tubes down in the thing. Now these plastic tubes have holes in them. No, right? they're okay. They're they solid don't necessarily. It doesn't make any PVC difference. PVC pipe because I'm going to pull them out the second or third day. Oh, I see. Okay. And and the and what happens is the the leaves hold their shape because I soak them in a in a big vat of water, uh, and and that's extremely important because fungus likes moisture, fungus likes air. A fungus likes not to be turned, uh, so because it it destroys its uh, hyphae that f- that go out through the soil. Now, do these leaves have to be green, or can they be brown leaves? Well, I take them when they come, and they come brown. Uh, they come red and green and purple and all that beautiful colors, and then I just smunch them all up and throw them in this water bath, and then fork them in among those tubes that are coming out of the pallet. And then, and I've got a cage around it with a piece of landscape fabric lining it so the leaves don't come out through the wire fence that make the circle of, of uh, the container. Okay, and that's like container. hog fence is what that, you make a circle of hog fence. Well, it's two inch by four inch welded wire if you go okay. into a hardware store. Okay, and a, okay, fence. Yeah. So you have your pallet. You make a circle of fence, you drill holes in the pallet, you stand your pipes, your PVC pipes in it, and then you put the leaves around all of this. Right. And it takes about two hours uh, for a couple of people to fork those leaves from the... They're soaking wet leaves. The soaking wet leaves, and you get plenty of exercise, and uh, and then you leave it set for a couple of days. 
and you don't leave it set for very long, and then you pull the tubes out, and it, the and the holes uh, are are uh, adjacent to is uh, they go down into the into the pallet, so that the air can come up through those holes through the holes that we've drilled in the pallet, and so air circulating. And as we know, we just have been wearing lots of masks in the last few years. And so we know that the, the atmosphere is full of microbes. So what happens in over the year's period of time, more microbes come in. They come from Lithuania and uh, South Africa and Timbuktu. You know, they're, they're floating in the air. And they, the, you know, the air is just full of these things. And so some of them see a little real estate sign in there and they say, oh, I like to live here. And so they live and they, they, they take up residence. Well, the, the, the diversity of these organisms uh, builds over time uh, to an incredible amount uh, at the end of a year. And, and that's beautiful because diversity has power in it. Okay, now how tall is your cage? Five foot? You can make them any any height you want. I build three foot ones because it hurts my shoulders if I throw leaves higher than about four feet. And you fill it up with soaking wet leaves. And at the end of the year, what is the level of leaves? Well, I've got a three foot one and I just measured it and it was about 14 inches. Okay. So I had 14 inches of this black material. It looks like a black material, but really I can't see them, but it's trillions and trillions of microbes. So these living guys become an inoculant. They don't become an additive to the soil. An additive is more like a chemical way of thinking about it. Uh, and what we're doing, we're adding life to the soil. We're adding, adding living beings to the soil. And what happens when you put you put your seeds in the ground and you don't cover them, but then you come along with a, 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 a slurry of this of this material, and and it covers those seeds. And when the little seed hops out, it it germinates. Those microbes inhabit the seed. Uh, and the seed welcomes them in. It's much like a woman when she is having has a child, and the first stuff that comes out is the colostrum, which helps the digestive system. Some of the organisms come from her system and and populate the the intestine so that they can digest food, you know, and uh, they, so they don't have colic. Um, and and so it, it's this is a magnificent living system, and we take we and the and the vegetables take those microbes in, and we take them in from the vegetables, and then our excrement goes down and does the thing in the soil, and and does and repopulates the soil with microbes and buffalo, and the ungulates that roam the prairie. Uh, were a natural inoculating system, and when they pooped, the dung beetle buried it in the ground. And <laughs> I mean, it's a magnificent system that we had just we just went right over the top of it. We didn't understand what we were doing, but science is showing us. And and actually, the farmers are using this method, and they may have the same. They may have the same uh, 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 
quantity of crop. However, they didn't spend $1,000 on the additives to the soil, the chemicals, and so they, they saved money. And their prop and their food was more nutritious because it had a a, a a vast array of microbes that could feed the the plants what they need when they need it. I mean, nature nature is intelligent beyond our AI. Beyond our <laughs> intelligence, yes. Beyond AI <laughs> and 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 our own our own intelligence, but we can work with it if we study it. You know, a good a good gardener might be doing everything perfect. So I'm not correcting somebody who's who who has a kind of a a green thumb, as they call it. Well, and I'm sure that gardener has yields to their efforts, but this is a way that they can create even larger vegetables, richer vegetables, more flavorful. Fruits yeah. and vegetables. I think the flavor is, is something we naturally know. Mm -hmm. And when you eat a tomato that comes out of your garden, you know that it's not one of those paper tomatoes that you get Chalk, yeah. around, around this time of year. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm talking to Marty Kraft. And Marty, I'm sure, although thank you very much for explaining the process, People are going to have a million questions, so would you like to give your contact information? Sure. Uh, Marty Craft, and I have a Facebook page, and you can, it's under Marty Craft. And That's K-R-A-F-T. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and I can't guarantee when I'm doing the next one. Uh, all kinds of things happen on the human level and then on the climate level. And so, and if it's too cold, I'm not going to build one. But I'm ready to build, and, and if, you, if you're interested, uh, you can call me, 816-400-2277, 816-400-2277. And I have a list of, of people that they can look up on YouTube, uh, and you can educate yourself about this, and I on hope Johnson, you do. And that's Johnson Sue S U Johnson hyphen Sue. Yes, his wife is Chinese, and that's her name S U. Right, that's their name, the right. uh, hyphenated name, a bioreactor. Right. So you can find it on YouTube. Right. And and see how to build it, or meet up with you at one of your events. Do I have time to let them have a, get a pencil and? Well, sure. Okay. Get your pencil, and we'll 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 give you the list of these people, because I want you to learn. <laughs> I don't want you to be dependent on some expert. So, Walter Yenny, J E H N E, gives me great hope for doing something about climate. David C. Johnson is the Ph.D. of Johnson and Sue. Christine Jones. Christine Jones is a uh, soil scientist from Australia, and she talks about growing plants in community. Uh, John Kempf, uh, he has a podcast that's really good. James White, James White from Rutgers, is, uh, shows some incredible uh, interactions with plant roots where he, the plant takes in some bacteria, 
the the plant basically undresses the bacteria and takes the the the, the nutrients and then ex exits it, it squirts it back out into the soil where it reconstitutes itself and the pot process can happen again. It's amazing. Nicole Masters is a, a worm. She does, does a lot of stuff with worms, and she consults all over the place. She's really good. Um, I have a, a, a YouTube—you can look that up. I don't care. Uh, what, I'm, what I really want to say is uh, tracygarden.org is, is a website that we have. And there's a Tracy Carden uh, Facebook uh, group. Uh, so, make and it. You're right. Yeah. What I what I love about you, Marty, is that you note that gardening together is just a joyous experience. And oh, it's amazing. I, I want to thank you for being on Eco Radio. I we're going into the winter. But there's no need to be sad about it because in a minute we will be able to grow things again. When I go into the winter is when it's dark. It's the dark time. And that's when I gain new knowledge. That's where I, I look at what I've done and I, and I assess it. And then I listen to more of these people on, on the web. And there's an amazing amount of information there. And if you're patient and... If you, you know, what I would really love is if people would would be become passionate about it. I think it's so interesting what these microbes do. They have quorum sensing. That is, they sense from each other when it's time to do something, and they do it together. Thank you, Marty. Sure. Well, since the lamp is a filling up and yard waste isn't allowed, a place that you used to waste a lot is now compost hotel. Well, it's more friendly, baby. It's more friendly. It gives that garbage a second life. Well, the manager realized the danger of spraying the grass and the trees. Chemicals damage the water and soil and make animals die from disease. Well. That garbage a second life. So the lawn crew started mulching the grass clippings and the dead leaves. Now they don't need to spray because compost fertilizes and keeps out the weeds. Well, it holds in the moisture, baby. It holds in the moisture. No need to water near as much. Recycling the bread and vegetable scraps, even the paper towels and coffee filters, ladies and gentlemen, can go to that compost bin out back. Well, it's more friendly, baby. It's more friendly. It gives that garbage a second life. Well, now 30% of household trash is yard clippings and kitchen scraps. If you don't want a landfill in your neighborhood, then compost is where it's at. Well, it's more friendly, baby. It's more friendly. It gives that garbage a second life. It gives that garbage a second life. I said it gives. 
This is Mark Manning for local and new releases and a mix of all genre, for interviews with artists, musicians, and writers, for freeform radio that plays with themes, questions, and events. Tune in to Wednesday Midday Medley, Wednesdays from 10 to noon, right here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Did you miss one of your favorite programs this week? No worries. Now you can listen to any of our programs from the last two weeks at archive.kkfi.org. Good news, good planet, good news. It's time now for your good news for a good planet. Forest bathing. The hustle and bustle of modern life exposes us to constant stress, which can lead to numerous health issues. A therapy movement called forest bathing is helping to restore balance to people's lives, and it doesn't involve water or soap. People can utilize the forest as preventative medicine against stress, high blood pressure, and other health challenges. It's the practice of conscious mindfulness and slowing down while becoming immersed in nature. Participants are guided to actively engage all five of their senses and even encourage to talk to the trees. Connecting with nature this way is playful and soothing. It turns out that trees and plants release phytoncides, which are chemicals that have been shown to boost the immune system, helping to combat anxiety, depression, fatigue, and ulcers. This formal practice originated in Japan and has quickly become a national pastime. It's spreading across the world as a growing number of scientific studies prove that actively engaging with nature is effective in healing many modern maladies. Reconnecting with Mother Earth is how we can reconnect to ourselves. Because we are not just standing on this planet, we have evolved from it. As more people slow down and rediscover the outdoors, they will discover that nature really is the best medicine. And hopefully embrace yet another great reason to protect it. And this is Mandy from goodnewsgoodplanet.com. My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here's some environmental news for the week of November 20th, 2023. Democracy Now! reports. President Biden announced a $6 billion plan as part of the Inflation Reduction Act to reinforce the country's climate resilience, including upgrading water infrastructure, measures to mitigate flood risks, and modernizing the electric grid. The announcement came as the government released its National Climate Assessment on November 14, 2023. The United Nations released its latest report on climate plans of countries around the world. The UN concluded nations are recklessly off track to meet global climate goals, and that even if countries successfully achieve all of their current climate pledges, emissions would still rise 9% above 2010 levels. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned the world is failing to get a grip on the climate crisis. National plans are strikingly misaligned with the science. COP28 must be the place to urgently close the climate ambition gap. EcoWatch reports. 
GHG SAT, a global emissions monitoring company based in Montreal, has launched a satellite that will detect emissions from industrial facilities. The satellite can capture facilities such as power plants in high resolution to more accurately track and attribute emissions. Tiny microplastics have been detected floating high in the atmosphere as well as in human blood. Now, a new study led by scientists from the University of Gothenburg in Sweden has found the recycled plastic contained hundreds of toxic chemical compounds, including pharmaceutical drugs, pesticides, and industrial compounds. New York State Attorney General Letitia James has sued PepsiCo, claiming the corporation has endangered the environment and misled the public regarding its plan to get rid of single-use plastic packaging. Sustainability Action Newsletter reports. The Overland Park City Council approved an update to the city's Weed and Vegetation Enforcement Act to allow growing native plants. The updated ordinance creates exemptions to height rules for vegetation, allowing planned sustainable landscaping, ornamental gardens, and food-producing gardens. City staff use guidance from Mid-America Regional Council, including that sustainable landscaping must have a clearly defined boundary and be set back from nearby property. Ordinance update also removes the city's definition of weeds, instead relying on expertise from Kansas Department of Agriculture regarding which weeds are harmful. The San Onofre, California nuclear power plant hasn't generated any electricity in, in more than 10 years. But even as the plant is being dismantled, it is still generating controversy over what to do with some of the radioactive material on the site. 16,000 metric ton of spent nuclear fuel are still being stored on the site, and there are 73 volts and 50 additional canisters in a different storage system. Federal government long-term plan to store it at Yakima Mountain, 100 miles northwest of Las Vegas, fell through due to strong opposition from Nevada's. Beyond Plastic Reports Six Steps to a Plastic-Free Thanksgiving Choose Scratch over Store-Bought Shop Local Use Sustainable Decor Serve on reusable dishes and dinnerware. Provide or bring reusable containers for leftovers. Compost. Atropocene Magazine reports. A large, untapped source of energy could be right underneath us. A new study in the journal Science of the Total Environment shows cars parked in underground parking lots throw off heat. This wasted energy could be enough to supply over 14,600 households with heat in one major city alone, researchers report. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Thank you for listening to Eco Radio KC on KKFI. 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. Eco Radio is brought to you each week by a team of collaborators, including me, Craig Lugo, 
Terry Wilkie, Brent Rysdale, Bob Grove, and Dave Mitchell. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org. This is Richard Mabian, and you can send inquiries and comments to our email at kkfi.org forward slash contact or message us on our Facebook page. Up next is Fiesta Musicale, followed by Noche Magica. Our outro music is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Ooh.